the Resilient Disciples Podcast, powered by Awana. I'm Ross. Thank you for listening. Uh, if this is your first episode that you've checked out with us, you have picked a fantastic episode to do so because um, I am joined by Stephen Maposa. Uh, Stephen, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so very much for having me. Stephen, for folks who may not be familiar with you, you know, you, folks who have been connected to Awana for a long time, they've probably seen your name come up. They probably saw you and Brian Rhodes talking last year, or they've seen some of the information we've put out on social media about what's happening in Africa. But can you just share with folks how you got connected to Awana and what your ministry looks like in country right now? Thank you very much. Um, I started to be connected with Awana in 1983. Okay. Our church which is the first one, the very first one to start Awana in Zimbabwe. Okay. Uh, was looking for a children's program. And the, the senior pastor there by the name Tom Jackson was actually going to host some students coming from Moody Institute. Oh, okay. And the, so he began to share with them what they were looking for in terms of children's ministry. And this one of the students was Susan Schneider, okay. who was a daughter of the Awana missionary in Chicago area. Oh, wow. And she said, oh, we have Awana. We, we have Awana. What is Awana? <laughs> anyway, long story short, she brought all the books and the materials that we needed to train the first group. And it happened that I was one of the people that were trained. But I was also in charge of the youth ministry and children's ministry at the church okay. at that time. So we were trained and um, we started off the Awana program. Three months down the road, we had 100 kids coming, mm. new kids. And six months down the road, we had 500 kids showing up for Awana. Wow. So the, the that became a big a uh, surprise to me because I didn't expect that many kids to be excited. But at the same time, it became a big joy for me. That's lovely. I realized now we're reaching the community with the gospel of Christ. Amen. So that's how I came in touch with the Awana program. Amen. I love that because I think what I hope people who are listening pay attention to there is how similar your story is to so many people who are connected to Awana. Your story was happening in Zimbabwe in 1983, but there are so many folks who they had a child in their community who had a connection to Awana or they had a student who had some connection and they were able to start the Awana program at their church when they otherwise wouldn't have. I love hearing how God used uh, that connection to bring Awana uh, to Africa. Now, that was back in 1983. Now, uh I'm not quite sure of your big fancy title, but I believe it's fair to say you oversee all of Awana's ministry efforts in the entire, in all of Africa. Is that fair? It is fair. Um, God does it using his people. And Amen. one of those people that he's using to lead a, a team of a very excited people to reach out to boys and girls with the gospel of Christ. We are working in the continent of Africa, uh, primarily three regions. Okay. Uh, West Africa region, East Africa region, and Southern Africa region. And uh, 
the continent of Africa is such a huge continent with 1.2 billion people. And out of the 1.2 billion people, uh, 75% of that population is 35 years and under. Wow. And uh, 60% um, uh, of that population is the children under the age of 16. Wow. So you can see that uh, Africa is one of the fastest growing continent with so many young people. Yeah. And we always say to ourselves, oh, we need to send out the message for people to understand that the Great Commission is only the Great Commission when we, re when we reach out to the greatest percentage of the population, which is children and youth. Mm. That's why we are positioned as a wanna to be on the cutting edge to, to do exactly that. Amen. I want to talk exactly about that cutting edge because um, a few years ago, um, I'll use the word initiative. An initiative began, which we now refer to as the Africa School Strategy, which is um, just tell folks how that came together because this is a, a specific opportunity that people listening can come alongside. Your ministry, whether it is a WANA club or not, can come alongside. But how did the Africa School Strategy come together? Well, it is very important for you to understand some of the background uh, that came into play for us to realize uh, the Africa uh, school strategy that is taking place in, in Africa today. Uh, as you may know, uh, we are now serving the churches in Africa, over 23,000 churches with 2.4 million plus children that are coming to club on a weekly basis. If I may interrupt briefly, we here talk about Awana a lot about how we are reaching nearly 5 million children every week. And I want people to understand that approximately half of those children are in Africa. Exactly. Precisely so. So they, we, we had already started a big movement. Mm-hmm of reaching out to churches and our presence is felt in every place in the 30 countries that we are working with uh, as of now. And as a result of that, in one place in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. in the province of Mashonaland, in Mount Darwin area, Okay. God started moving with some of the leaders that were trained. Some of them were teaching in schools. And when they realized that they were facing a lot of challenges with discipline in schools, sure, they said, wow, we wish Awana could be taught in some of our schools. Anyway, long story short, one of the teachers went and shared with the headmaster how Awana was making an impact. Mm -hmm. And uh, they allowed us to come in and train their school. Mm. And uh, when we trained their school, I believe this was a good thing. One year down the road, the headmaster came all smiling <laughs> that 70 to 80% of the problems of the school are gone. Wow. Because Awana was such a wonderful program that it brings discipline to the school 
and, and of course was reaching out to many children with the gospel of Christ. So God started working in a mighty way and we got involved with another 30 schools through the influence of the headmaster of the first school mm-hmm. and, he, and he trained them. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and, 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 and they were so excited about what God was doing. So God just started moving in a mighty way to reach the boys and girls in those 30 schools. And, and we decided to organize an event which we call the Awana Games and Bible Quiz event. Okay. So we were encouraged to invite the Secretary of Education to come to that event as a guest of honor. Okay. And we did through our ministry teams and those people that are working with Awana. And she accepted our invitation. Sure. And when she came to that event, she was blown out of her mind. She said, is this happening here? And of course, the headmasters took advantage to share with her how Awana was being used to inject discipline in the schools. Yeah. And from that meeting, she gave us the whole district of 400 schools to start piloting the Awana program. Amen. So God started moving in a mighty way. And, 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 and we became so busy training. Yeah. And of course, COVID came. Uh-huh. But in, in between COVID, we still had an opportunity to still train the schools. Yeah. So now we have trained about 400 schools that are running the program. But now that COVID has gone down, uh, the, the, the ministry has been very impressed by what has been happening. Now they've given us 7,500 primary schools in the whole country of Zimbabwe to be able to train the Awana program. So what a window of opportunity. Yeah. That is for us to be able to see that great opportunity that uh, we have to enter into. Yeah. And I want to make sure folks who are listening are tracking this because what, you, what you're describing is a connection that happened at one school and that one school led to 30 schools. And that 30 schools led to 70 schools, if I'm... 400 schools. 400 schools, excuse me. 400 schools, if you're, if I was doing that math right. And then that 400 schools has now led to... 7,500 schools. 7,500 schools in a relatively short period, short period of, time of time for that kind of growth, particularly within the context of the coronavirus. And I think I underline all of that for two reasons. One, only God does that. Only God works in circumstances like that exactly and creating that kind of growth but also really quickly just that you've you talked about the you know that awana kids kids who were connected to awana were showing a greater level of discipline and i would encourage folks to check out the show notes wherever you're listening because we're including information about the africa school strategy um a club specific resource called kids reaching kids which you can use within club you can use within um your vbs program but when I hear you describe this in greater detail than we're going to have the opportunity to in the context of this podcast, what I hear you saying is Christ-likeness, that the kids are showing a greater sense of the characters that we would want them to exhibit as folks who are disciples of Jesus, and then that Christ-likeness is permeating the schools, and it's, it's changing the culture of an institution that otherwise didn't know Jesus. Is that a exactly. fair summary? 
it is a, a, a very fair summary. And we, we look at it basically as a game changer. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we believe that these doors that God is opening in Zimbabwe, and by the way, it's not only that the 7,500 primary schools, now we have also a host of high schools. Amen. And uh, this host of high schools have been open to us to be able to get into those schools. And we are partnering in the high school program with Biblica. Okay. Using the Rich for Life Bible, discipling the high school kids as well. So it's just more than 3.5 million kids that we are going to reach through the schools, primary schools program. But it's probably going to be another 4 million children that we are going to reach through high school uh, kids. So it is a window that we know is a God-given window. Amen. But we, we know that the windows of this magnitude may never be open for a very long time. Mm. When God opens such a window, he wants us to enter into that window. Yeah. And if we don't, we will regret because windows come, they open, and sometimes they shut. Mm-hmm. But we feel that for this time in Zimbabwe, God is opening an amazing door for us to be able to impact generation of young people, not just for the future, but for today. Amen. Because children and youths are the church for today, not just for the future. And we are overly excited to see what God is doing through, through that window. Amen. I mean, it's such an important thing, and I want to lean into ways that folks who are listening can get involved more directly, but I'm curious, how would you articulate, you know, you've done such a good job talking about um, the greater impact, you know, this, and again, like folks who are listening, like keep in mind, like we're talking about millions of kids, but don't lose sight of the fact that millions of kids are the kid that you're thinking of right now as you listen to this. There's, that's millions of stories. That's millions of families. That's millions of communities that are being impacted and quite literally changing the continent that God is, God is on the move and people can, and can take part of that. But I'm curious on a more uh, granular level, on a more personal level, can you describe for folks some of the fruit you've seen from the Africa Schools Project, whether it's a kid, whether it's a leader, whether it's you know, a heart change from a school administrator. Um, what kind of fruit have you already been able to point to of saying this is because of what God's doing right now? My brother, it's, 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 it, it makes my heart jump with joy because from a personal experience, I have seen during the two day to two and a half day training mm-hmm. that we do, for some of those teachers with our ministry team people, the teachers came out of the training saying, yes, I thought I was a believer, but I want to accept Christ as my personal savior. Amen. And we are seeing teachers coming to know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. And they are saying, we are going to make an impact in our school. And, and this is one of the greatest blessings. I have videos 
in my computer that I can share with you where teachers were sharing with tears. One of the teachers said to us, I was about to commit suicide mm. when I came to this training. But now that I've accepted Christ, I have hope and I want to make sure that the children that I work with will also experience the same hope that I have. Oh, because of gracious. what Awana is doing. So my brother, just sharing with you some of these experiences that are happening in Zimbabwe, you also need to come up to speed with what is happening in the continent of Africa. Yeah. We now we have eight countries that are on our radar with about 31,000 schools that are waiting to be reached with the gospel of Christ with the potential of reaching to about 32 million children in the continent of Africa in the next six to seven years. This is doable because God is in it. Yeah. And God has given us a, an amazing opportunity during COVID to work on our leadership, to put them in the right places. And now imagine in the whole continent of Africa, we are working with 115,000 plus volunteer network, people coming from churches, different churches that are, have been trained, that are working with children and we have developed high capacity volunteers that are just willing to serve the Lord in realizing that what God can do using this uh, great opportunity. So 31 million children is a no mean job. Mm. It is something that uh, breaks my heart because we have the workers. The Lord says, pray that he will give you the laborers. We have prayed and God has given us the laborers. And the only thing that stands on the way is we could, if we could have funding mm. to, to, to accelerate the growth that has already been started in Zimbabwe, I believe this could be a revival uh, in the whole continent of Africa. Yeah. That could impact many boys and girls with the gospel of Christ. And that really takes my heart and, and it makes me feel that it's a God-sized vision. Yeah. And it requires God-sized people of God who can come alongside and say, hey, let's join hands. Let's see what we can do to reach out to this low-hanging fruit that is taking place in the continent of Africa today. Yeah. So again, I want to make sure folks are tracking here. So this is something that started within Zimbabwe. Yes. It is now expanded into multiple countries. You have multiple countries on your radar. Still expanding. Still continuing to expand. So when I think, you know, as an adult, as someone who's making decisions about where to put missions funding in the context of a church or someone, you're a leader who's trying to figure out, you know, what are the places where God has already been on the move so that we can see the fruit of an investment. This has to be at the top of your list. Because this is something where you guys have already created the, the structure, you already have the laborers, you already have the, uh, the foundation in place. Yes. The last, you know, the last thing you need is just resources to do the work that God has already put in front of your hands. And I think it's so crucial that you use the word accelerate. Because I think what I hear in that is God is doing this. I have all the confidence in the world that you personally, Stephen, could reach 30 million kids in Africa because of how uh, passionate you are about this mission of child discipleship. But 
with proper resources, with proper funding, that's going to make this a reality within, I believe you said six to seven years. And again, folks who are listening to this and still with us, I hope that they pay attention to the fact that what we're talking about is going from one school to 30 plus million children within the, within less than a decade. You know, my daughter is six right now. So before she is going to be driving a car, we could be reaching 30 million kids in Africa. And I think that if that opportunity doesn't make you just ready to go and ready to do everything we can to further the gospel, um, I think I'm a little confused why you're still listening to me. So I want to talk in two levels with the funding and then we'll wrap up, which is I want to talk about uh, leaders, adults, folks, and how they, you know, can become part of what's happening. And then I want to talk about how we bring this project down where kids can also take part in this, because I think it's so critical for folks to understand that this is not something that you have to shut your kids out from participating in. So right now, if I'm a church leader, if I'm a, a, if I'm a, on a missions board, what are the things that, um, you believe are unique about the Africa school strategy? Why, why give now? Why, why is the urgency so critical here? The agency is so critical because first and foremost, we don't have a year to live. Mm. We don't have two years. We don't have five years to live. It has to be done today because this is the day that the Lord has given to us. Amen. There can never be any compelling uh, message in my life just to see one child when God has given us such a huge opportunity die without having heard the gospel of Christ. Mm. Maybe that child was going to be a catalyst to reach out to their parents, mm. which we are experiencing every day in the continent of Africa, parents are coming to know Christ through their children. And uh, this is the day and this is the time because that child may not have another day to live. Mm. And what an opportunity for us to be able to impact that child for eternity with the gospel of Christ. Amen. And if you are uh, ready to give, there are links in the show notes that can help you do that, can help you become a partner in the Africa school strategy and what we're doing and what God is doing in the continent of Africa. It is such a tremendous opportunity. Um, But like you said, Stephen, it has to happen today because when we look at the, the prospect of reaching 30 million kids, we know that that is something that God desires we can confidently say that child discipleship matters to God because otherwise you and I would be doing something different with our lives. Right. But, yes. <laughs> but it needs the resources. It needs the funding to make it a reality. Now where I want to land, where I want to end things is um, there is an opportunity here for kids to get involved. We talk about child discipleship in this three B philosophy of belong, highly relational, believe deeply scriptural and become highly experiential. And when I think about uh, my own kids and inviting them into generosity in the context of the Africa schools project. I get so excited because I, it allows them to expand the world, not only on what God's up to around the world, but how big God is that God is so much more than 
their family, than their lived experiences, than their community, that God is a ever present, uh, and his mission is for everyone to know, love and serve him. Um, but for someone who is quite literally looking for a fundraising model for their VBS, cause they want to have a missions component to what they're doing with kids over the summer, how can, or what would you say to folks who are trying to figure out how to communicate it to their kids? How do we communicate this big grand vision of God on a kid appropriate level? Well, we, we, are, we are simply just narrowing it down to say for, for every school that you can have God lay your heart on, mm. it's accessible for you to start a school by at least about $500. That can help us to start a school. Again, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to make sure people hear that. So $500 can help on uh, we'll use the word unlock a school that otherwise wouldn't necessarily have been reached. Now we're hearing stories right now of people who their kids have raised through versathons or VBS. They've raised thousands of dollars. So what I'm saying is your six year old learning the Bible, learning scripture memory, going through that process through an Awana club or whatever your ministry looks like. All of you guys doing that together is unlocking a dozen schools just within the context of that one church. So just imagine if it's a dozen school and almost a thousand kids can be reached in a school. And if you have 10, yeah, then it's 10,000 kids. Just by investing $500 to get boys and girls reached with the gospel of Christ. This is a long-term process where we, we put the curriculum in the school mm-hmm. for four years to six years. Okay. And look at what that investment of $500 will do to those children in that school. It's, it's a far-reaching, it's, it's like 50 cents per, per, per child. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and, and I, 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 I believe very strongly that uh, people who are passionate about the kingdom of God will not lose this opportunity mm. because it's a, it's an opportunity where not only children can be involved in parents can be involved in mm-hmm. grandparents can be involved in children, reaching kids, parents, reaching kids, grandparents, reaching kids. That would be an exciting to see what that brings joy to the heart of God when so many of those children are reached with the gospel of Christ. Amen. Like I said, there's links and practical ways to get involved today in the show notes. There's resources for you to plug into your VBS ministry, to your WANA club, to whatever your ministry looks like for your kids to get involved in this. Our posture at Awana is we want to make sure that everything we do is making it accessible for you to join what God is up to here. For those of you who are church history nerds like mine, like this is the kind of movement of God that is generational. This is like the Jesus movement in America from decades ago. This is the kind of thing that I know for myself personally, I want to be able to look back at my life and know that I was a part of what God was doing in Africa, even though I may never actually go there and may never actually see it. 
So I would hope that that conviction is true for everyone who's still listening. But Stephen, it would feel, it feels like a miss for me that we don't end this with prayer because obviously this is something that can only and will only be done by, um, through God. This is not something that we can do on our own strength. So would you do this, the honor of, as we wrap up our conversation, just praying for, uh, what God is on the move, um, in Africa. Thank you so much. Let's pray. Dear God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, our hearts melt as we are inundated with this heavy burden, this great window of opportunity that God has opened before us to be able to touch millions and millions of children with the gospel of Christ. Not only boys and girls, but moms and dads and grandparents. We have seen this happen in some parts of the continent of Africa. Lord, we, we pray that you will give us an army of people who are willing to invest into the kingdom of God mm. and allow all of us to be a team that will reach out to these boys and girls with the gospel of Christ. Bless those that have been listening and Lord, continue to minister to us in a special way. Keep these doors open for us to enter and allow us to enter into those doors and make a difference in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Resilient Disciples podcast is powered by Awana. Thanks to the donations of generous folks like you, Awana partners with 62,000 churches in 130 countries to make resilient disciples. When you give to Awana, you are investing in lasting faith, young people who will engage the culture with the gospel and fearlessly lead the church into the future. To make a donation to this mission, go to awana.org donate. Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode and check out the show notes of today's episode for relevant links from this conversation, as well as information about our other podcasts from Awana. The podcast is mixed, edited, and produced by Marlon Washington and hosted by me, Ross Cochran. Our theme song is Fresh Air by Christian hip-hop artist Josiah Williams and Hits by Jude. You also heard I'll Let Go, provided by Josiah Williams from his album Rerouting 2. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.